Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Talking Chop Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you're having a wonderful start to your Wednesday. And of course, with all that's going on around Major League Baseball, (laughs) never mind, not much is going on, unfortunately, because we still are certainly at a stalemate when it comes to trying to figure out when the MLB and MLB Players Association are going to figure out what needs to be done to get back to the negotiation tables and make some progress on hopefully finding a resolution when it comes to their lo- when it comes to the MLB lockout. But of course, you know, being fans and you know, folks who cover the 2021 World Series champion Atlanta Braves, at least we still have plenty to talk about when it comes to the Braves and the outlook for the 2022 season, whenever that may start. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Talking Chop podcast, and the Road to Atlanta podcast all at TalkingChop.com. It's part of the Talking Chop podcast network and at Talking Chop across all forms of social media. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. And while not much is going on when it comes to the Major League Baseball portion of baseball, obviously one thing that will be going on at, you know, as regularly scheduled is the minor league baseball season. Of course, the minor leagues, uh, minor league baseball farm systems, you know, for players involved in organizations that are not on 40-man rosters, Everything should, the show should go on as regularly scheduled when it comes to minor league baseball. And of course, we're in the middle of ranking season when it comes to the 2022 minor league, you know, season. Basically, we get, you know, plenty of top 100 prospect rankings, and we also get organizational rankings. Basically, where multiple outlets will rank all 30 organizations based off the overall setup of their farm systems. And of course, it's always fun to talk about to compare where different organizations may shine or where they may struggle when it comes to their farm systems as a whole. And of course, the Braves, you know, they have had probably the best track record of any team over the past five years when it comes to these organizational rankings. The Braves regularly, before the 2020 season, from 2017, 2018 to 2019, were in the top five of many outlets' best farm system in the major leagues. But of course, over time, you know, that naturally is going to change and it especially changed in the Braves situation because you had such a strong collection of young talent that eventually played a big role in the Braves winning the 2021 World Series. But also, of course, the Braves didn't have the same capacity 
to be able to add to that as other organizations did with their international sanctions. So now we know where Baseball Prospectus, which ranks the Braves at number 15 in terms of organizational rankings. You've got Baseball America, which ranks us 22nd. And you've got Keith Law, who ranks us 17. For the Braves to be basically right in the middle of Major League Baseball, maybe a little bit below average when it comes to all 30 teams, for them to be in that position with how much talent has graduated over the past three to five years to the majors and the fact that over that same time period, the Braves have not added a lot of a lot of talent you know, to the, the lower levels of their minor leagues, it's pretty good. Like, that's pretty impressive that Atlanta has still been able to maintain good organizational depth decent to good organizational prospects in their farm system for them to still be kind of in the middle of the pack when it comes to baseball, while now also finally getting back their full capacity to add talent at the level that the rest of Major League Baseball can. But of course, one thing that stands out about the Braves is that at the lower levels of the minor minor leagues, they don't have a lot of depth. Just naturally, they don't because they, again, have not had the same outlets to add to, um, you know, the overall talent in their farm system. But the Braves do have some decent talent in important areas. That's one thing that really stands out about the Braves organization. You've got, the in terms of position players, the main areas where the, where the Braves really excel in terms of their top prospects are in center field and behind the plate. Those are two areas where you don't typically see an organization's best position player depth at. But yet, that's where it is for the Braves, with Christian Pache as well as uh, Michael Harris in center field, and also Shea Langoliers and Wilson Contreras behind the plate. Of course, you've got Drew Waters as well, and a few other prospects that really catch the eye of some scouts. But for the Braves to have their best positional prospects in center field and at catcher, That is a unique aspect of the Braves organization that could allow for them to have young talent for years to come in two of the more important positions, especially on defense, when it comes to catcher and center field. And then also, of course, the Braves do have the capacity to where they've got some, you know, at least intriguing depth at the starting pitcher, you know, position, obviously, when it comes to the minor leagues. You've got Tucker Davidson, you've got Kyle Muller, uh, you've got, you know, um, uh, Spencer Strider and others. Yes, you may not have too many, you know, eye-opening arms, you know, at the lower levels, though the Braves do have, you know, many of their, you know, high draft picks over the past few years still coming up through the system. But the Braves at least have some depth that they could, over the next year or two, insert into the rotation if need be, and perhaps one one of the one or two of these arms, kind of like uh, Kyle Muller did for a month or so earlier this year, Waskar Yanoa did for two months to start the season. Perhaps one of those arms could eventually be a long-term addition to this Braves rotation. Maybe a, a Spencer Strider or a Kyle Muller or a Tucker Davidson. They eventually could be the heir apparent to Charlie Morton's spot in the Braves rotation in a year or two. So what really stands out about this Braves organization? Weakness 
wise, you don't have in anywhere near the top tier of prospects or the depth of top tier of prospects that you had over the past three to five years. And you don't have the depth at the lower level of the minor leagues. But you have good, intriguing depth. And you have your best prospects in terms of position prospects at two of the more important positions, which are center field and catcher. And you also have some intriguing depth when it comes to starting pitching. So for where the strength of the Braves system is right now, it's in important spots. And that probably is a big reason why, despite not having anywhere near the overall talent they once had in their minor league system, the Braves still remain in a pretty good position moving forward with the ability finally to add to their minor leagues that they once had. It's really intriguing. You know, again, a lot of these positions, a lot of these, you know, a lot of the, you know, Braves' top prospects in their system as of right now, they may not necessarily be stars in time, but they at least can provide depth. They at least can hopefully provide stretches of being starters or stretches of support over time to where, as the Braves continue to see their, you know, obviously their young core at the major league level get more and more expensive, perhaps, you know, uh, multiple position players, two or three of these arms, they eventually can start to supplant some of the Braves' star power given the Braves the ability to have some cheap sources of contributions so that the Braves can have the money free to eventually go get another significant talent or two to add to this core via trade or via free agency. So the Braves have done a very good job in terms of what they can control, at least remaining consistent at producing intriguing talent that hopefully over the next two or three years will continue to come up to the major league level. And even if it's providing, you know, bench-type talent that's supporting the Braves' main position stars or fourth or fifth starters supporting the Freeds and the Ian Andersons of the world, that still is a minor league system being productive. And it once again is being a big source of why the Braves could be in position to repeat as World Series champions over the next three to five years. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Of course, the other thing that stands out when it comes to these organizational rankings that also is, in my opinion, relevant 
when it comes to the Braves looking, you know, forward, you know, over the next three to five years. And I know I talk about that a lot, but I think it's important, obviously, with just how special it is that they won this year's, the, the, the 2021 World Series. But also, as I mentioned before, I think at the very least, you know, you could make an argument that they're the team that's best suited to win another World Series title over the next three to five years. But at the very least, they're in the top five, you know, of cores of teams that are best in position to win the World Series over that time frame. But of course, to get to that level, you've got to be able to win your division. And the Braves have done it now four straight times. But of course, also, it's important to look at the farm systems of the other teams in the Braves division when it comes to the Mets, when it comes to the Marlins, when it comes to the Phillies, and when it comes to the Nationals. And the thing about it is this, is that there is not, uh, in terms of those four teams, there's not really a prospect entering 2022 that just absolutely is the type of prospect that is going to change the landscape on one of those four teams' futures. Sure, there are plenty of prospects like, you know, Francisco Alvarez, the catcher for the Mets, Brett Beatty, the third baseman for the Mets, Max Mayer for the Marlins, other, you know, there are other very intriguing top 50 in the game level prospects for many for for these four teams but none of these four teams are are, are really a consensus top 10 in in organizational depth what my point is is that though the Braves certainly may not have you know Michael Harris himself may be the 8th ninth, perhaps 10th best prospect in the NL East on some lists. He could potentially be top five as well. He may be nowhere near the, the best prospect in the NL East division, but none of these other teams, the Marlins, the Mets, the Phillies, or the Nationals, none of those other four teams just clearly are ahead of the other four teams in the division when it comes to the strength of their farm system. Sure, a few of them may be better than where the Braves are when it comes to having higher levels of prospects, but none of them are just outstanding to the point that, okay, you can really see this team challenging the Braves, or you could really th see this team getting a surge from their farm system that will really make them threaten the Braves, you know, long term over the next three to five years. Of course, the deep pockets of the net Mets, the deep pockets of the Phillies, that certainly is what will allow for them to be, you know, in contention. That's what's going to allow for them to at least be on paper obstacles that the Braves will have to overcome to win the division. And of course, you've got Francisco Lindor with the Mets long term. You've got Juan Soto, who possibly could be with the Nationals long term. Bryce Harper with the Phillies long term. Sure, each of these teams have outstanding stars, but in terms of the long-term future of the Marlins, Mets, Phillies, or Nationals, none of those teams are clearly head and shoulders above the rest of the division, and especially are not head and shoulders with their farm systems above the Braves. And the fact that the Braves of any of those teams not only have the best core, but perhaps the youngest core of position players and pitchers at the major league levels, that is certainly a very, very good boost of confidence for Atlanta long-term when it comes to continuing to make the most of division titles. Do you expect for the Braves to sit here and put together another string of 14 straight division titles? No, probably not. 
hey, it's pretty cool though that if they do, they've already matched the significance of those wins, <laughs> the significance of that run, you know, this time around than they did then. But my point is, is that with what the Braves already have at the major league level, and though, yes, their farm system certainly is not comparable to the top five or ten teams in the majors who have the strongest farm systems right now, you're also not seeing in terms of a singular prospect or two in any of the four other four organizations in the NL East division. None of those other teams have one or two prospects that are going to completely change the dynamic of their team's future. At least, you know, as of right now, you could always find a stud who comes out of nowhere. But the overall picture of things is, is that no farm system in the NL East is just head and shoulders above the rest. And when you take that aspect of things and add it to the fact that the Braves are heads and shoulders above the, the rest of the NL East division in terms of the youth, but also the talent of their court, the major league level, it gives you an idea of just how realistic it could be that the Braves really could be the class of the NL East long term. So a lot of fun. You know, again, it, it, it kind of is, is, you know, not not that encouraging that really the only thing that we have to talk about right now is, is, is you know, farm system rankings and depth rankings and things like that. But at the very least, we certainly do have something to talk about while we wait for both Major League Baseball and the Major League Baseball Players Association to get back to the negotiation tables and get something done. Of course, we'll have the latest for you regarding everything that comes to the CBA negotiations right here on the Daily Hammer, plus the Talking Chop podcast and the Road to Atlanta podcast. Check us all out at TalkingChop.com as well as at Talking Chop on social media. My name's Sean Coleman. Hope you have a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you again soon here on the Daily Hammer. (laughs) 